You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible, and welcome to episode 550. It's Thursday, April 15th, and we are two weeks away from the 2021 NFL Draft, and as you know, we've been pretty focused on the draft over the past couple of weeks, and really, there's no reason to stop now. I'm Russell DeWitt. I'm very excited to get this show started. Join with me is my co-host, Nicholas Moriano, and special guest, Mason West. We'll get to Nick in just a minute. Guest honors first. Mason, I want to know, how's it going? Haven't seen you since wildcard weekend, and you have stepped up your fashion game. You know, I kind of walked away from wildcard weekend and tail between my legs, you know, all talk about how it was a good luck charm, and I figured I this today is the most important day for any of these draftees, so I might as well look the part. I love it. I love the enthusiasm, uh, and the dressing up is always an elegant touch. And, Nick, I think you've been uh, as busy as ever. As busy as ever, that sounds just about right. And, yeah, I'm not um, as fashionable here as Mason to my my left, whoever you're seeing this to my right, whatever. But, yeah, this is going to be great. We get to talk about some some prospects that we all know we're all going to be right. This is going to be the draft that, you know, when the Bears look at this, this is it. So exciting time. Yeah, they're using this as a model for them. Uh, we're going to help them out by going through a few of these uh, scenarios. Maybe we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. And uh, Nick, since you asked how my week has gone, it's been busy too. Uh, I've been working really hard uh, on a brand new website for us. Uh, still a Mason bragging about it just a little bit. Uh, he may be able to test it for us since you apparently don't have the time to do so. Gotcha. And I'm just excited <laughs> for it because we've been kind of rocking that same website really since our previous namesake just kind of rebranded it a little bit. And now we're going to break away uh, from kind of the same design we've had for four years now. So I'm excited to kind of build that out, unveil it, hopefully over this weekend. But I don't know about you guys. I'm very, not just excited, but I'm also interested to see where this show's going to go. Uh, We've never done anything like this before. Typically, Nick, in the past when we do mock drafts, we take a whole week to prepare those, think them through, but not today. And what makes this show unique and different is the fact that we really have no clue who we're taking in these mocks yet because, well, they haven't happened yet. We're going to do these live and on the fly. So, Mason, Nick, welcome to the War Room. We're in it, baby. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. So here's the rules and the plan. That way, hey, I think all three of us need to be on the same page. We didn't do any dry runs or anything like that. We're just figuring this one out. So we're going to do at least two. I'm hoping we have time to do three mock drafts. We'll see how much time kind of permits here. Uh, One of them will be on PFF Simulator. The other one, we will do the draft networks. Uh, I'll make sure they run slow or normal speed. We can talk about that as we go, but that way we can identify trade opportunities. Uh, I'm embracing as well as encouraging us to find those trade opportunities. And we'll just play out a couple of different scenarios, which will provide some really keen insight on the pros and cons of each, whether that be drafting up, trading back, 
Maybe we trade back in the, in the second round. Who knows? We'll figure this one out as we go. But I'm excited, and I'm also curious, what did you guys do to prepare? Mason, how about you? So I think one of the biggest things I did was I looked through uh, Dame Brugler's beast, really trying to figure out, like, connect some of these prospects, especially, like, first, second round seems relatively straightforward in terms of who falls to you. But once you get past, especially that third round, I mean, you're just in this no man's land. So, yeah, you know, unless you're grinding out the tape, that was really useful for me. And as well as doing some of these, you know, the mock draft simulators the best you can. We talked earlier about how they can get a little funky sometimes where some of these prospects fall to, but, you know, the best I could with it. That's that sounds like a pretty good plan for me. I was telling Nick, I have a spreadsheet in front of me on my laptop, 126 prospects. I broke them down by position as well as outlined them in rounds that I would potentially draft them in. Uh, so I have some player clouds to work with, and hopefully it's going to come in handy earlier in preparations to make sure I got the stream set up. And I was running a few draft simulations, not really caring who I would pick yet. <laughs> everyone seemed like they were getting picked uh, ahead of the cloud. So that may not be good for me. Uh, some wasted effort perhaps on my part. But Nick, how about you? Anything fancy or anything different in terms of your preparation? You know, this can all be a wasted effort because none of the guys could be there when we actually select. <laughs> but I'm glad that we took the time to do this. But for me, it was basically I have a spreadsheet of my own, just a Google Doc where a bunch of prospects are on there and then I'll go and watch some tape on them. But like Mason said, referencing Dane Brugler's The Beast is always a good idea because he's one of the best in the game at doing so. So I did that, and like you, Will, and, and Mason, just doing some mock drafts of my own on PFF, on you know the draft network, seeing who potentially could fall there and going from there. Awesome. Well, all this work, guys, prepare to just throw them out the window now. Uh, as we know, this is real, this is tangible, and it's all going to – quickly i'm assuming kind of fall to the wayside but before we officially jump into these mock draft simulations i want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by danette may and mindful health llc featuring danette may's top superfood product from her earth echo foods line cacao bliss nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich smooth creamy chocolate and knowing you are doing something good for your body they start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then they blend it with uh, turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result? You're going to fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. And not only that, it's also friendly to uh, paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diet. For the last eight years, they've been the leader in the superfoods market, and they're also proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. And also, I want to let you know how you can get your own. And yes, Nick, I am covering your face with an ad right now. You can get your own and get 15% off by visiting earthechofoods.com slash Minute Media and use the code Minute15. That's M-I-N-U-T-E 15 at earthechofoods.com and get yourself some of that cacao bliss. And Nick, I see you peering over the top, which is tremendous. But now that that's out of the way, we kind of did the introduction. Let me go ahead and work on sharing my screen here. Voila. And now we have PFF open. We also have the Draft Network open. And I think we decided before we went live that we don't care which one we start with. So we're going to flip a coin. So looking at my tabs on my computer, PFF will be heads, mock draft machine from the Draft Network will be tails. 
da -da -da -da. we're gonna go tails so we're heading over to the draft network and the mock draft machine i think we're doing the chicago bears right we're chicago bears podcast that makes sense is this a bad omen that we're flipping a coin? Wasn't there recently someone that got signed by the Bears that flipped the coin and it went oh out boy. great? I don't know. Yeah, that depends on your right. assessment of Robert Quinn. I thought he had a tremendous. <laughs> right, uh, that's one way to think about it. <laughs> I, hopefully the sarcasm comes through the microphone. All right, so we're going to do seven rounds. And then are we going to do normal or slow? I haven't used this one too much, Nick. Do you think normal's too fast? I think I tried normal and felt okay because you can always pause it. Yeah, normal should be fine. Um, yeah, any slower, we don't need to do that. All right. Let's go ahead and start that draft. And here, oh, my gosh, we're going to hit the start draft button. Uh, we go. And if you, ever, if you want to pause any time to talk about a potential trade-up, please let me know. So starting the draft, hey, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields went second, Trey Lance oh, third, okay. Zach Wilson four. All I'm right. pausing for a second because it went QB, 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 QB. <laughs> Wow. I'm not trading okay. up for a quarterback now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, just I mean, Justin Fields going two. And that's that's already the surprise of the draft. That would get headlines automatically on day one of the draft. But PF or yeah, or the mock draft simulator for here. It's, it's interesting. It, yeah, and you have Wilson falling to four with Trey Lance going third. And no Mac Jones taken yet. So there's still hope. There's it's still alive. Let's go ahead and resume. Uh, I'll go to around pick 10. Sound good? 10's a good potential spot for trade up. All right. Demar Chase, Kyle Pitts. Got a. Next Mac Jones. Going. Yep, there goes Mac Jones. So I feel like we roll all the way to 20 at this stage, right? Yeah, we'll see if they if any team potentially wants to trade because you get those all the time going into this range right here using the draft network. See, experience pays off. Oh, I hit the trade button. Not the reason. We're, we're traded. traded. The Bears are traded. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. And it's going pretty quick. Uh oh. There it is. Oh, the there it is. One. We got a trade offer. So we can drop down to 28. We can also pick up 98 and 229 from the Saints this year. Feel like a trade down yet, or we're we gonna wait till later. That's not a bad deal. Do you want to counter and try to move that seventh rounder into a sixth rounder? I'm open to all scenarios here, guys. What are you thinking, Mason? Do you do you just would you take this offer if it was presented to you? Saints calling, you know, Ryan Pace's old team. They're like, hey. You know us. We're good for you. Can't, do you want to make this trade? Two things. One, I would definitely look at what those other two trade offers are also. It looks like the Steelers might have one as well as someone what? else. What? How do you see but... that? Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. One yeah, four. Fourth rounder. So 26 and 132. So this one's definitely better so far. Right. Absolutely. And then, no way. Okay, get yeah, out no, of here, Pittsburgh. Get the Steelers out of here. <laughs> yeah. So the well, Saints, the they're yeah. doing Ryan Pace a favor here. I mean, they the camaraderie's really paying off, and I guess they feel bad for that Javon Wims drop yet again and getting two receivers ejected, so they're throwing some extra picks our way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we can give up pick 20 and move down to 28 and then also pick up a third and then a seventh. We can take it, we can counter, I'm up, or we can just move on and pick at 20. Do we want to see who's actually on the board right now? I, I, like, can we I? Haven't even checked the board. You can, 
You should I feel, be able to. I'm afraid yeah. if I click yeah. this X, I lose this pick, uh, this deal. You have to press well, decline, I think, right, to to cancel the trade. So I think we would still be all right. Okay, well, I hit the button. So this is where the, the board's falling right now. I, mean, I, I see Greg Newsom. I would almost like, feel comfortable moving back considering who's here. There's your guy. There's a guy. Elijah There's your Moore. guy, Elijah Moore. Yeah. Tony's still there. Let's look at tackle real quick to see what's available. So, I mean, we already, like, Jenkins is already gone. And it seems like tackles are down the board. And I feel like that would be the one position that if there's someone there ranked in the top 20, I probably would have taken. But that's just me. Uh, I'm open to, again, we're here to discuss and uh, debate. So does it seem like a good option? What would you guys like to do? I can flip a coin, but I, I don't want to keep doing that. I would that. think a trade back would make the most sense here. Um, I like you said, so. I mean, we're seeing that there's some of the players available we can still get in four or five, six picks, whatever the case may be. And ultimately, we need a little bit more draft capital. You know, if we see a chance to trade up later in the draft or something like that, we've got to be collecting some capital right now. I saw Bateman sitting there, 26. I, he could be somebody who can take yeah. care of 20 if he wanted to. That's I think if you're going to take someone at 20, it would be either Bateman or Newsom from Northwestern. If you you felt comfortable there, I think the obviously they're both positions that the Bears can upgrade at. But yeah, that trade offer from from the Saints, it was it was looking pretty good. I think. And, at, at this and if point. one of them fall, then it's a win-win situation. So let's go ahead, exactly. and we'll just go ahead. Oh no, where'd it go, Nick? Oh, maybe it's gone. <laughs> maybe just throw it right back at him. Yep. All right. That's true, uh, yeah. All right. Now, who wrote it down? Mason, did I see you write that down? Oh, I think you got this. Uh, so it was the first, the third, and the seventh. Unless you want to try to get a six months. instead. Yeah, I kind of do, honestly. And that, that was like, what are you going to do with very the seventh? Likely. Yeah. Hey, very likely. All right. What about that fourth? It still says very likely. <laughs> yeah, let's try let's you know, four. Why not? Let's go for it. We're old pals, the Saints and Pace, right? <laughs> hey. hey, we got the hey, fourth. Hey. That worked out well. Hey. That worked out well. So All we right. just traded pick 20. We picked up 28, 93, and then a fourth round oh, pick. They're oh, my gosh. Both. This happens uh, a lot. They will just send trades your way all day. And I usually I'm hitting the decline. For, especially the Bucks. They always try to trade. Like None yeah, of these make any sense to cool. me. No, I'm not dropping 47. Two, it's crazy. I'm not, I'm not moving two spots to get a sixth rounder. I'm gonna decline. Let's get let's pick a player. Yeah, Bateman and Newsom are off. <laughs> oh, for two. So this this will be interesting. Uh, well, you can get your safety as well. I know we talked about him on our previous mock draft. We could go Elijah Moore. Caleb Farley's there. Yeah, um, I'm good with picking more. Tony's if, there. Uh, you go. You would go more still in the first round. You really came aboard on the more train. I like it, Mason. What's on your mind? I just based off yeah. of who's sitting here. I would really. I'm leaning towards Farley, just because I feel like Farley is someone that could just get in there right away. Whether you're going to try to slide into like a slot or something like that, versus more, we can get a receiver. I think in a second or now third round, and still have someone that can contribute at that point. It's going to be harder to get a contributing cornerback in the second, third round. 
I agree with Mason. I just, yep, that that did enough to switch. Because this is a deep wide receiver class where you can get someone productive in round two. And now we pick up that fourth round draft pick because the Saints, they're feeling generous in this draft. So that is also key as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, taking Farley here if we want to make that. What are you thinking, Will? <laughs> you want me to just throw something out of left field? I'll do Christian it. Barmore from Alabama. I know the defensive line's not a big need, but that's a top tier player and one of the best at his position in this draft and he can replace Akeem Hicks in a season just throwing it out there that's a long game I understand it but he is out of every one of my big board the, the top ranked guy that is still available just again throwing it out there I don't think I can convince both of you on going for a position that's not a true need at right here at pick number 28 let me, let me throw you one sentence from Dane Brugler uh just the last sentence he has right here on Farley he projects a press man starter with Pro Bowl upside if healthy. If they're if healthy, you're okay. Hold on, Mason. You're the health expert. Do you feel comfortable with it? So uh, this this year compared to any other year, it's going to be really hard to know any of these players' health because you don't have the combine, right? You're not having the in-person visits where you're you can get your team hands on them. Well, at this point in time, especially if I'm Ryan Pace, in theory, right? you got to make some big swings here. So I don't think you can pick someone that's going to potentially contribute. you got to pick someone that's like, okay, they're really going to give you some good stuff long-term and right away. We going Farley? So we're doing I think, do you want to hear uh bear or bear more? Do you want to hear the, what, if, if you want, Andrew I mean, if you're, there? if you're intrigued by it's, it, it's inexperienced. And also there's injuries with him as well. Oh, so. Okay. Look, it says here's overall like the the little snapshot at the end. Overall, Barrymore comes with obvious risk due to inexperience and the raw elements to his game, but he doesn't stay blocked long due his due to his play strength, explosiveness, and energy. He projects as a position versatile NFL starter with a Pro Bowl ceiling. I'm so going Farley. You're going Farley. You don't want to take the I, top I safety. Throw, I don't want to throw a wrench class. in our plans here. One thing I did see a comment. I got to throw this out there. Is there any reason to potentially – there's two different drafts, right? There's a quarterback draft and then everybody else. Is there any reason to go and take the quarterback that we want and need now just in case they're gone, knowing that we also get a fifth-year option on them and control if they pan out well? I love the question. I'm saying no. <laughs> I don't want to go quarterback here. <laughs> the top five are I'm gone Farley. in the first Farley. round. I'm not. I'm going Farley, and we're going to move on deal we're good i'm not I sorry that was not really war room-esque is this the guy are we, we're excited call him up let's go all right caleb farley is the pick that was good collaboration yeah it was fun yeah. better than the bears <laughs> oh all right falcons want to maybe <laughs> trade down and give us pick number 35 but they would take our next two picks 52 and 98 oh i'm not i'm not doing with that the bears have i don't so think many so needs. either it's not there wasn't enough people on there that I would have yes, that's the next guy up. Like if we right. had two picks in that spot, so I'll decline and we'll move on. Oh, there goes Liam. That was my next target. Yeah, I was hoping he would fall. Me too. I wonder what the tackles are gonna look like at this stage yeah. when we're picking right. There here goes Leatherwood. No. And the Houston Texans. No, <laughs> give me no. Deshaun Watson. No, and we'll move on. <laughs> I don't know if we can. I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. But hey, the Saints are wanting to give They're us back. some picks back. 
No, thank you. They really want to get rid of that sixth round pick. And I feel like we just got a pick here. Yeah, personally. I'm, I'm picking. I agree. All right, we're declined. So, all right, what do we got? Oh, you got oh. Dylan Burns there from North Dakota State. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and just go that straight. I really liked. There you go. I'd feel comfortable the top any of the top three personally. Yeah, if we I mean, wanted to, if we're just going to force position here, we can look around the rest of the board real quick as well. From from the research I've done on Dylan, he has this nasty streak to him, which I think the Bears' offensive line really needs. You know, there's been multiple times I believe it was Chris Long specifically after the Bears, uh, the Eagles played in the playoffs that they were like, yeah, we just knew that the Bears didn't have the aggressiveness and weren't nasty enough. Like, give me some nasty on the offensive line, right? We don't have that anymore. So, yeah. uh, I, I like Dylan. And we missed out on Tevin Jenkins in round one. Couldn't even take a swing at him. So this could be that next best bet to kind of bring some of that same nasty mentality. Obviously not the same caliber player, but still someone that could push for a starting job here, I would assume, in year one. Nick, anything on uh, Dylan that you wanted to mention as we kind of still, I think we all are pointing to this direction, but anything you wanted to add here at this point? Yeah, he's just, I think even though he played, obviously, at North Dakota State, like, you saw the intangibles that he has just to be able to, one, make the blocks, but also, speak of the nastiness there, Mason, in Dane Brewer's scouting report, nasty temperament to eventually earn a starting role in the NFL is what he has written down in his summary there. So, yeah, I'm all for making this pick if um, you guys want to make the draft selection. We'll be a left tackle, so that replacement for Charles Leno Jr., maybe sooner rather than later with how juniors or Leno's been playing. But yeah, I think this would be a, a good pick for the bears. I have no reservations. I don't think we need to overthink it. I'm good to, to go ahead and get our guy. Let's do it. Done. All right. Let's see how this plays out. I know. Right. I'm actually very, Oh, Ron, uh, more from Purdue is still on the board though. <laughs> there goes Elijah. Wow, Elijah Molden, okay, just went at 61. He went way further down than I thought he would. The Falcons really want to play ball with us. Uh, they want to give us, I mean. Uh, hey, future draft uh, capital is, uh, we don't have our quarterback yet. <laughs> right, that's what I was saying. Like, I would take pick 68 here for uh, pick 164 this year, next year's third, and ain't my draft pick next year. We're just simulating this year's, right? And again, we are in theory for Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy. Maybe we don't have a next year if we don't do something super great this year. So let's let's do what we can this year to save our jobs. And just accept it, or do I counter and try to give him a four for next year? We need to be that picky. No. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. In, in, Mike Glenn, sure. in Mike Glennon's voice, no. <laughs> All right, we're on the clock. Pick sixty-eight. Let's go out of offensive tackle. Only, Only when you look at that one position. One pick from sixty-nine. So disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> As I said before, called. there are two different drafts. There's yep. the quarterback draft and everybody else. I think we have to get our quarterback. So we're going Kellen Mond. I Pet- personally really like Kellen Mond. Uh, me too. Okay, so that's the consensus. Yeah, I am good with Kellen Mond. He's, I think he has so much upside. Like, well, obviously you 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 started this train, and I, you know, we've all hopped on board here. But yeah, this is a. Uh, this is the guy that I like for the Bears. All right. Again, for, and for anyone else that's not big on Mond, I would say, you know, there's those Bill Parcells seven categories, right, that they he wanted his starter to have. Mond hit six of the seven. 
the Sony didn't was the uh, accuracy in terms of completion percentage. And in his final two, he ended up hitting it. He just didn't know to do it all four years. So at the end of the day, I mean, like Bill Parcells, very successful uh, coach. I'm going to lean that way over someone that's only started 11 games. I don't need to go back down that road again. No, no. And at Texas A&M, when you think about it, like Kellen Mond's not throwing to these prolific pass catchers. Like you see some of these other guys are, you know, getting here. So I think this is someone that if you're looking for that guy, that could potentially you have to, you know, try and get a quarterback. Why not get someone with, who has a bunch of upside? I'm, I'm so for this pick. And yeah, Davis Mills, like, I don't know, watching up his tape, I'm, I'm good with it. All right, so don't mind if I do. Yeah, I did it again. Uh, we're going to go ahead and draft our guy. Done. Quarterback is taken. I am liking our draft class so far. Get off the phone, Carolina. <laughs> All right, so I have to let everyone know what's happening. So the Panthers are offering pick 73 and 222 this year just for pick 83 as well as 133. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm good to sit 10 picks, considering I feel real good that we just got Mond. Yeah. Um, see you, Carolina. Adios. Well, hold on. Mason, how do you feel? No, I totally agree. Again, I mean, we're not seeing the whole whole board with this, but there wasn't anyone sitting there, and I was like, oh, wait, no, we need to get back up here to get to get this person. So let's let's just keep what we got. I feel like at this stage of the draft, and at least looking at my uh, my prospect list, the cloud's large. So I feel like 10 picks isn't going to sway too much one way or the other. So I'll decline it, and we will move forward. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my I'm just going to decline it, and we're going to move forward. <laughs> yeah, I said yep. it twice because Washington's on the phone. Very similar. They want That to one, you're up. only giving up a, one of your four six though. So that's always something, too. That's true. You're only going to mm-hmm. get 228. We haven't picked a receiver yet. I wonder who's available I, I right move now. Up here. I'd move up. Why not? We get to move up nine picks, and all we have to do is give up 228. I can do that. I, I'm i good with moving it's up. It's done. <laughs> We're taking Kyle Trask, too. Another quarterback. Imagine. Oh, God. That would just be people would lose their minds. That'd, that'd be like what the Redskins did with uh, RG3 and... Uh... Kirk Cousins, right? Yep. Oh, um, Dwayne Eskridge is there, my guy. My guy. Dwayne Eskridge and Amon Rossi and Brown are the, the two I'd be interested in. Same. Mm-hmm. So what's the pros and cons uh, between the two, fellas, uh, when you're looking at – well, Nick, you said Dwayne's your guy, right? Why so? Dwayne is my guy. Yeah, he is a slot receiver that if you put the ball in his hands, he's going to make big plays, and he's a guy that's versatile. You can line him up throughout the offense. He's not just strictly a slot guy. You see him – lining up out wide at Western Michigan, but it's it's literally, if you can get him on a slant route, he could take it 90 yards. He has that game-changing speed. He's also a return specialist as well, so you can add that. We just The Bears just lost Cordell Patterson. They were the worst team in the league in terms of kick return yards before Patterson got there. Dwayne Eskridge would definitely be somebody that would fill that role because right now you don't have anybody there, but it's the receiving aspect that you're more intrigued by, especially that slot position. So that's a guy that hey, if he's available at pick 74 and the Bears haven't addressed wide receiver, uh, that would be hard to pass up for me. I can't disagree with anything you said. Uh, both of these guys were very similar in terms of my ranking, so I would kind of lean to you for your expertise since you actually did look into him a little bit deeper than I have. 
Uh, Mason, do you know anything anything more about St. Brown, perhaps, to kind of help us out, or are we going to trust Nick here? Yeah, so like you said, they're a little similar. Definitely St. Brown projects to be in the slot. Um, he's a really solid player. I mean, he's not huge in terms of like height or length, but uh, can definitely go across the middle. Um, is going to be a pretty reliable target from what I've seen. He's not necessarily the fastest, but I would think at least for, let's say, this year, Andy Dalton, right, just needs someone that's going to catch the ball, that five-yard, take it, and, like, consistently get those catches. He's a pretty safe pick, and he's going to be able to play inside and let, you know, Robinson and Mooney do their stuff on the outside. And the biggest difference Indiana. will go – yeah, oh, there you go. He's from India. There. <laughs> uh, but the biggest difference is that 40 time, and I know it's unofficial and things like that, St. Brown had a 4.59. Eskridge is at 4.39 right. 40. So it's like the speed difference is there. And St. Brown, is, he's like a sturdy, solid look. Like that dude has just got the physique that we wish we all had. But he's just a sturdy guy. And again, like Mason was saying, we'll operate in that slot there. But I think Eskridge has that speed. And Matt Nagy's looking for that speed. And I think he could definitely provide it for the Bears offense. What's interesting is that I'm looking here at the uh, the Beast, and apparently he was a two-way player for his first couple of years in college as well. So that would in you know in, enthrall me a bit because obviously he has to be super high with your football IQ in order to learn and play multiple positions on opposite ends of the game, both offense and defense. But moving over to receiver full-time, I like the speed. Uh, over 2,000 total receiving yards and 15 touchdowns throughout his career. He led the team receiving yards as well. Hey, yeah. And also kick returner and punt returner, uh, kick returner as well. So we just obviously Cordero Patterson yesterday kind of made it official, but we all kind of knew it was coming that he isn't returning to Chicago. So I think this would make a lot of sense to me for that reason alone as well. Let's do it. Let's put him on the Bears. Dwayne Eskridge. All right. We are wheeling, dealing, and I think we're winning this draft. We have a fourth round draft pick now, correct? Like, we yeah. didn't trade that away, and you know, all these <laughs> trades that we've been doing. <laughs> I, I can't keep heads and tails with the R. Here it is, nine, pick 98. Oh, okay. We're coming up here. What do we get? <laughs> trade <laughs> offers. The Browns. All right. So the Browns say, hey, you want. A uh, sixth rounder and a fourth rounder next year to for your 98th overall pick. No, thank you. And the Jets are looking to move as well with a 107. Uh, so we would move down about nine spots and uh, also pick up 226. Eh, I don't think did it's it, worth did it. They have two, didn't the Bears just have 226? It's like probably getting past the round. <laughs> I'm declining. Um, that sounds good. Yeah. I'll, take, a, really I'll take one more pick in the top 100. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Okay. What do we got? What do we got? Well, what do we Nick, do you know if you can see what you've gotten so far? Oh, my picks. Yep. All right. So this we've so far we've addressed corner, tackle, quarterback, receiver, which I think allows the board to be very open to best player available for the most part. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely agree with that. If you're looking at, um, if you pr- go to all picks, well, will it also show like what the Bears' needs are? Mm-hmm. No, does. I think okay, we know so what the Bears' needs off. are. Yeah, no, I, I'm just seeing what they're kind of projecting here. But yeah, I would think 
Apparently, Kellen Mond wasn't good enough to scratch off the QB. <laughs> yeah, look at that. It's scratching off. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, another big body corner. Kyle Tress still available. No. I'm just hoping Man, one of these wonder- names stick out to you. Any positions you want me to dive into? Is there anybody at edge rusher right now that would be like a I'm checking my laptop now because I have a few guys in this round at the position. Edge, edge, edge. See, it gets it's it's a bit of a luxury pick, so I would say this would be, you would go with maybe inside linebacker to try to find that heir apparent to Danny Trevathan or someone to replace Hicks. Who knows what the heck's going on with Hicks right now? I mean, like, he, he was going to be traded. Now he's not going to be traded. So one of those two positions might be a good one to, to take a stab at. So you're looking yeah. at, if you're if we're going off of this board, uh, Jay Tufel from USC. Let's see where he projects uh, as a three-tech it looks like a three-down interior lineman for most defensive fronts. Scheme versatility is what he okay. brings to the table. And then looking down to see if uh, McGrown is a starting Mike at the next level, they say, in a three-down role. Uh, Blitz-heavy scheme, gap penetration. Uh, looks like decent coverage as well. Okay, this is not a... It could be a need, um, but Ben Cleveland, uh, the offensive lineman from Georgia, guy is an absolute monster. When you watch this man block, when you just look at him physically, it just he is exactly kind of the mold that you want to have on your offensive line. And we we have the Bears have Sam Mustafer. It's fine, right? It, it's okay. Actually, more so, maybe it's okay. But this is somebody. Yes, he lined up at right guard, but maybe. This would be somebody that you can look to just kind of upgrade at that position. Hey, look. Just the interior. Nasty demeanor. Yet again. Send it in. Send it in. Send it in. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. Cleveland Rocks. There we go. All set. And in general, this the line is a position the Bears have ignored for a long time now. And it, mm-hmm. it's really something that you need to have people in the pipeline. You know, there's too many question marks. There's a lot of people that are like, eh, maybe they can play, but like, there's not enough def- definitive answers there. So it's this, I'm liking what's going on here. Yeah. And what the Bears tried to do, what last year is do what seventh round draft picks, Arlington Hambright and Lechavis Simmons to kind of upgrade that, that position. We still got to see what happens there, but you want to see higher draft capital invested there. Pick 133. All right. Well, mm. just looking at the top available, you could go into your defensive line. You can look at safety as well as edge and another corner. You're just looking at how the board's falling. All those are still, I would call a need. For some reason, safety's not listed here, Nick, but I would call it a need. Yeah, as of right now, I would definitely call it a need too, especially if you can find more of that traditional strong safety, um, even though the Bears kind of are very interchangeable with how they play their safeties. But that would be somebody that you would look to possibly go here if the right guy is here, Andrew 
I looked at Cisco, and he was projected to be a pretty decent box-type safety uh, earlier today. Uh, and I had him, uh, well, wrong trackpad, multiple devices in front of me. I'm trying to see <laughs> what cloud I had him in. Uh, I had him in the five to six round range. Where are we? We're still in only round four. Round four. But also, that's just me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just me evaluating over here. It doesn't take, uh, it's not too much. But that's his. he's up here on the board. Any other of these names stand out from your guys' uh, I know Hafanga uh, Huff, is someone as yeah, well that I've heard a little bit about. He's been – who's he training with? He was just on the NFL Network talking, doing an interview. Was it Troy Palomalo? It, it kind of – it's fitting. But, um, yeah, he's someone that's been getting, I think, a little bit more recognition as of late. But do we want, do we want to double dip? Is there any other wide receivers that are here? Uh, right now that you can possibly I feel like when's our next pick okay it's been a while because we've moved around Uh, we're not picking again until 204 so since we're not picking until 204 one person I would want to throw out is also it's going to be luxury pick but it's Jamedrick Felton I absolutely love him what he can do a little undersized but he's going to be that potential slide out to the slot, do stuff in the backfield. Uh, He's going to be a Swiss army knife kind of a guy. He's more 150, 160 range, but if he's not going to be there since we're not picking up 200s, that's someone that I know I've been really looking for in a lot of my mocks. Yeah. He's someone that made a lot of plays at the senior bowl. Like he was, he was everywhere. Like I, I look, I hadn't done that much homework on Dimitri Felton. And then when you constantly see him make plays, you're like, Okay, this is someone you want to keep your eye, you know your eye on. Um, something to keep in mind. Something to keep in mind that could be a double dip. Um, let's see, Andrew Green. Yeah, that's a good uh, interior offensive line prospect. We just took Cleveland, so that will not work, Illinois. <laughs> I'm scroll down find a little bit, Will. Yep. What's trackpad? This one. There you go. Let me know if you need more. I'm trying to find a note here. Yeah, someone, uh, Scotty in the chat, I was looking at Schwartz. He's a burner, like he said as well. He's probably, what, I think he had the fastest. 40, if I'm not mistaken, let's see. Whew, I almost drafted someone because I clicked a wrong mouse. <laughs> Ooh, scary. Uh, yeah, a four-two-five forty for Anthony Schwartz from Auburn. Dude was a track athlete. Uh, Let's see, at the IAAF World Championships in Finland, taking the gold medal in the 4 by 100 relay for Team USA. So it's a, it's a track athlete who plays wide receiver. So want to go um, another wide receiver with speed. He has plenty of it. I'm just looking, at, again, at Cisco, though. Uh, PFF has a third-round grade on him. Uh, big playmaking, ball-hawking mentality. Uh, he has 29 pass breakups uh, he's coming off of an injury so that's why he's kind of falling down a bit uh, i know scotty here in the chat uh, mentioned uh the eddie jackson comparison uh when you're looking at safeties that were good prior but kind of lost some stock due to an injury uh and he has someone that they just kind of tout his instincts uh and he's super aggressive uh, which is kind of uh, what he lives or dies by and uh, just up to you guys if you feel like we still need that starting safety opposite of eddie jackson and this could be one here at pick 110, fourth round. It smells a lot like Eddie Jackson part two, which maybe not doesn't sound great right there. now. 
would be Jacoby Stevens. He's kind of the opposite of Eddie Jackson. Uh, safety out okay. of LSU because he's a little bit of a <clears throat> thicker guy. He's kind of that tweener where he's a little linebackery, but at the same time he played safety there. Um, that would make it a little difficult to say for sure that he is going to be a safety. But at the end of the day, we saw, I thought, the most success out of Eddie Jackson when he had someone next to him that was really good in that run support that was going to be playing more in the box. Therefore, Eddie was able to drop back in coverage a bit more. And that dropped off when Eddie had to – and we saw what Eddie Jackson's tackling was like last year. That's just yeah. a boring stage back there. Um, so that would be someone that would be interesting that you could potentially take a little bit more in that in-the-box role as a safety. I think okay, so. It looks like we've kind of narrowed it down to safety. Which one are you kind of looking at? And just looking at Cisco's profile here from the Beast, this is a guy that was the ACC Defensive Rookie of the Year, led the FBS in interceptions with seven, or sorry, yeah, seven, 18 passes broken up. Then the following year, he missed three games due to an injury. That's the thing, the injuries, like you were saying earlier, Will, but he still had five interceptions, 10 pass breakups. He's productive. And then he does have the 2020 where missed the final eight games due to a knee. It's very, I, I don't know, like representative, like kind of what, what happened to Eddie Jackson where he kind of ended up. But safety, it looks like it's going to be a safety. Which one are we? Which way are we leaning? I feel like you have to help us out here a bit because I'm I'm leaning towards Cisco and I I know that he played a little bit more free. Um, but I saw from Scotty, and I trust our listeners. I called him a thumper, uh, so I think you're going to have some of that big hit uh, mentality. I do see here on the PFF draft guide as well uh, that he was good in run support, uh, attacking downhill, uh, very aggressive in that regard as well. So I don't think he would lose that completely. And I know you can take every little you know draft board and a ranking with a grain of salt, but uh, let's go back to who's your guy again, uh, Mason? Uh, Jacoby Stevens. Stevens. And here's a couple of uh, sentences out of, again, the, the beast mm-hmm. here. So stout build, the proportionate thickness in upper half, doesn't lack for physicality, ramming into blocks in the trenches, fearless in run support, tackles with his eyes before his feet, communicates well to teammates, enough range to cover tight ends in the middle of the field. He was a high school wide receiver with hands to snatch interceptions. That sounds like the person I want next to Eddie Jackson. And again, take the draft guides with, uh, with have whatever you want uh, via the beast. Cisco's fifth out of all safeties, and your guy is 22nd with the sixth to seventh round grade. So you could double dip maybe later if we have some picks left down the road, if you would like. Maybe still be there. Go with Cisco. Cisco, kid. All right. Cisco, it is. Wow, this is fun. I didn't expect this much. A little bit of like debate and banter. That's why I said, if time permits for that third one, I feel like we're going to just get to win. All right, so we're going down the board here yet again. Next pick. Uh, we're waiting for these picks to come in. Our next pick is like 200-something. So right. we're waiting so we can... for a while now. Uh, but we're already at pick 160. If you, at any time you want to pause and try to trade back up, if you're looking at the board and you really see someone, let me know. Yeah. Um, oh, Thomas Graham Jr. is there, but... What was that? You want me to pause? You want to trade up? Uh, Dimitri uh, Felton starting starting to creep up. Oh yeah, he's he was on there, but I paused just so we can reassess <laughs> here at pick one eighty five because we still got a while till two. We have two hundred four and then two hundred eight next. Okay, and then we still have two twenty one, and then I think that's it based off of our trades. 
Josh and I can't pronounce his last name from Illinois, just a freakish athlete. And he, he's a big Marvel guy. So wherever he goes, I'm rooting for him no matter what. But freakish athlete. Shut Anyone here you would trade up for? Whether it be uh, Tony, if you're looking to get Edge. Uh, Shakur Brown. Shakur uh, Brown I, I is one, yeah. yeah. That's that's someone that I would... I had him in like the mock draft I did earlier, but he went in the... What are we in? The fourth round. I yeah, we're in 185, him. so we can... Why try be, to get this pick be, from the Chargers? Uh, yeah, let's see what the Chargers... What are they doing? What are they up to? Let's see. Um... Chargers will be over here. So we want 185. We give them 204 and then a fourth next year or a fifth? A fifth. Go fifth. I feel good about that. How about that six? <laughs> or, just, yeah. or just a six? Just, just do the, yeah, maybe just a, Come on. Do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> These guys are not very smart. We'll take advantage. <laughs> so you guys wanted who? <laughs> After We're all, talking that about work. Shakur Brown was pretty good, but uh... okay. Yeah, like we just moved up and like. Uh, who was that for? <laughs> See, I wonder if this ever happens in the NFL. Like, okay, I made the call. Now who are we getting again? Who, what was his name? He's gone already. Oh, okay. This oh, is unfortunate. You oh. wanted Shakur Brown, double dip at corner. And he would be, he would play that slot. Well, he played on the outside and he actually did a little bit of both there at Michigan State, but I think you can slide him into the nickel spot. So then Farley, can... you're, you know, of course, he drafted him to play outside in round one. And now here later on in pick 185, we can go ahead and get that nickel guy. That works for me. That makes a lot of sense from a logistical standpoint. Obviously, both are need after Kyle Fuller. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I also Cornell Powell is a guy that I took in my first mock draft, but another wider series that'd be again taking another guy same position. But I'm I'm going with Brown for Michigan State. I don't think That's we should change who we traded up for, so we, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do it. All right, Shakir Brown, Michigan State, done. It's always a balance. Like, who do we pick versus? That's a hefty draft class, guys. Yeah, we got a bunch of man. We should. How, we're getting paid to how much is this? <laughs> how, how much are the Bears getting paid to do that? Too much. Too much. Way too much. Oh, all right. Dimitri Felton's off the board. Can't get him anymore. Oh, hey, you can still get Powell right here, Nick. Yeah, I see that big, bigger. Not not the biggest wide receiver, but. Someone who had really one productive season at Clemson, where he had, I think, 52 receptions, something like that. Oh, you got the Brandon Smith there, too. Interesting. It just says Iowa, so I'm immediately intrigued. Um, so much, like, there's so many wide receivers and defensive backs here at this age of the draft. Who was it that posted about Trevin Grimes being a potential the Bears might be looking at him? According to his... Um, I think it was Brian Perez, according to some source, that Trevin Grimes, a wide receiver from Florida, Bears might be looking into him. But I don't I'm know. just looking at the board when I see five of the top six edge rusher. I'm kind of just trying to see where those guys are at because I wouldn't mind dipping 
into that position here if we can, just looking at the boards falling. And then we, we pick here again. Uh, where are we at? 208. So we have 13 picks. I'm certain there's plenty of other wide receivers if you want to take a flyer on at that stage. You know, uh, the, the edge rushers are interesting, and the guy like Shaka Tony, I think I've heard so many conflicting views of him to where, yes, he could be a productive player at the next level. Oh, he's got all these intangibles, but can't really put it together. Like, I've heard so so many different um, reports about Shaka Tony, and, like, I'm going to see what, again, Dane Brugler and the Beast have here. Sixth, seventh round projection. This guy's... Six foot two, two forty two. Is uh Chris Rump still available or is he gone? Who? Chris Rump. Yeah. He's still there. So we're again we're kind of getting to the end here. I know we traded one of our six. I don't know how many we have left. Obviously his one more after this pick. So I'm if this is a guy you like, I don't have anyone on my board that I would say like, yes, let's get him. And if you think this is like a high upside type of sleeper developmental pick, I'd be happy with it. So his dad's also coaching. His dad's coaching on the Bears. And this is what Dame Brugler said as well. Uh, overall Rumpf can be controlled in the run game and his alignment fit will be different from scheme to scheme, but he has a knack for, uh, for finding the crease, and his football character is superb. He projects as a gadget pass rusher who can create havoc in sub-packages. Great about a fourth, fifth round. Draft. Draft. Let's do it. All right. Last pick coming up, 221. Let's just yeah, trade it for next year, and we'll just call it a day. <laughs> it's funny because... I feel like year year in year out, the Bears get criticized for having such a heavy defensive thought process on drafting and like free agency. And I feel like we've done kind of the same thing. We've drafted a lot of defensive players. <laughs> yeah, just always kind of like when you see the board, you're like, oh, that that's a good player. Oh, let's move up yeah. to actually get this player. So <laughs> I wonder how that would be perceived if the Bears trade away picks to go get a defensive player. And it's not like a you know, within the first three, it's like a fourth round corner that we, that we made our selection with. So wonder how that would be perceived, but who knows? I'd be interested to look at like a big body wide receiver. And Nick, I mean, your guy Cornell Powell's there. So he is there. Um, Smith Marset from Iowa. Now I know I was like, there's going to be some bias for me, but, but he, he's a playmaker, man. And he kind of, he doesn't necessarily fit the, 6'2", I mean, just very lean, but somebody that did did it really did did everything for Iowa's offense when when they needed somebody to go to, they you know tend to go to Smith Marset for to make that play. But it's up to you guys. Whatever you're thinking. Uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, just because you went to With Iowa. The last pick. Their last pick. Um, so we got here just like again it's like when you're just scrolling down wide receiver corner wide receiver wide receiver corner safety wide receiver wide receiver safety running back edge again that's like very Something, someone might be interesting too uh tight end quentin morris out of bowling green so he kind of had like an interesting story and background but he kind of projects as that i believe it's going to be an f tight end uh on Oh, he's already gone? That's insane. He's gone. Never mind then. All right. Sean Beyer from Iowa. I'm telling you this because 
It just so happens that he's there. But he didn't get a lot of playing time because he had TJ Hawkinson. You're just going to push for an Iowa guy no matter what. And I'd rather go to the tight end at this stage. So there you go. You win. I did it. I did it. You're going to do it no matter what. Iowa this, Iowa that. They just happen to be there. I mean, and for a seventh draft pick? It's not being talked about a lot, but tight end is – still kind of a need for the Bears at this point. I mean, you pretty much have Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. And once I mean, is, is Jimmy Graham really going to be on the team that much longer at this point? I mean, you need you, you need someone else because after those two, it just falls off, even though the Bears had, what, 22 tight ends on the roster at one point last year? <laughs> Some, somewhere around there. Yeah. All right, yeah, people. Hall. So let's go ahead and recap draft number one. I'm, I'm not going to say every trade we did. I'm just going to say the pick number and the player. And the position, I'll say the school. <laughs> All right, so pick number 28, we got Caleb Farley, the corner out of Virginia Tech. 52, we took Dylan uh, Radunds. 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 Uh, the offensive tackle from North Dakota State. Pick 68, we took Kellen Mond, quarterback out of Texas A&M. Pick 74, we took Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Pick 98, we took Ben Cleveland, the guard out of Georgia, which Ryan Pace is going to pick someone from Georgia every year, so that makes sense. Pick 133, Andre Sisco, the safety out of Syracuse. Pick 185, Shakir Brown, corner out of Michigan State. Pick 208, Chris Rumpf, the second, the edge player out of Duke. And pick 221, Sean Byer, tight end, Iowa. What do you guys paycheck. like? What do you dislike? Uh, you want to start off here, Mason? Uh, what you what you like about this draft? So what I like about this draft is I definitely I feel like feel, Phil's needs pretty immediately. Like the two cornerback positions, it creates oh. you know competition right away on the outside. We have someone that can slide in on the inside because honestly we don't know for sure if we have a starter right now at that slot position. Um, you do have that developmental quarterback and Kellen Mond going there. And I think the two linemen that we ended up getting both Dylan as well as Ben, again, we, we talked about this already, that nastiness, right? I mean, in theory, the hope is Matt Nagy starts to run the ball a bit more. We saw a little bit of the identity coming out at the end of last year. Let's get some guys that's really can push that pocket, right? That's some person that's going to be blocking 20 yards downfield at the end of the play as you know, the running back is running in for the touchdown. So those are some of the highlights I like. You know, just looking at this, and maybe I'm wrong when I kind of look at this. Like, you look at Caleb Farley, right? And obviously the Bears do have Desmond Trufant. And he has had some injury issues, Farley. Just maybe, it's like, looking at the draft, it's almost like this means the Bears the in organizationally have some longevity because you have Kellen Mann, who's not going to start right away. Does Caleb Farley necessarily have to start away? Not necessarily. You do have Desmond Trufant. And Dylan Redunce plays left tackle where Charles Allen Jr. is. I don't know if we we did this it, you know, with that in mind where these guys necessarily aren't – they don't have to start right away. But if you know Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy are feeling like they have some kind of future here with the Bears, then you see all these guys in year two for sure. No doubt about it. They're all on the field. They're all supposed to be productive guys. People you want to see. Dwayne Eskridge, obviously something you can plug in this slot, kick return, or start right away. But just looking at the picks, like all of them here in one spot, uh, that just came to mind. And I don't know if that was something that we were thinking about right away. But And, of course, these guys could start, you know, in 2021 as well. But, you know, it could be maybe more of a long-term approach when you see just the top three picks. 
I love that we got five picks in the top 100. Yeah, that, that's also a very good point. It worked out very well uh, for us wheeling and dealing, and I'm almost happy that four quarterbacks went in the first four picks and Mac Jones went before pick 10 because it really worked out in our favor. And maybe in the next simulation we do here in a moment, we trade up and you're not going to have nearly half the amount of picks here to work with. Uh, here, I just love the approach, all the picks. We had, what, five in the first 100 uh, nine total picks, six in the top 150, seven in the top 200. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I thought we addressed really all the needs that are pressing. Uh, I know there's uh, Scotty in the chat is you know, still upset because we didn't go inside linebacker, and I can understand that, and that is a long-term kind of play there just because I would assume Danny Trevath and Roquan Smith this year plus the depth should be fine. But, of course, looking at that position's future, it does get a little – a little murky, uh, so definitely need to have some planning in place there and think a few moves uh, ahead. So I saved this one. Any final thoughts before, before we move over to the next one? I'm I guess the only thing I would add is, uh, yeah, the only thing I would add is, you know, don't know for sure that the Mond and Davis Mills of the world are actually going to be around at that point when it hits real draft time, not simulator time. Um, and I guess in terms of the inside linebacker, just that we saw in that Saints game, I mean, we plugged and played Manti Teo. You know, he and we and it wasn't he really didn't do too bad. So that's why I mean, inside linebacker, while important, is it really pressing need right now? Probably not. All right. I will switch tabs here and we'll do PFF and uh, we'll select the Bears here. We'll do somewhere in the middle for speed. How do you guys want to tailor these tools between positional value, randomness, needs, public? Anything you want to do to these to change it up a bit um i'm fair game with everything i tried a few different scenarios earlier and it felt like relatively the same ish results using the pff simulator but if you feel like you want to make things more random you know we can move it up a little bit i think that's representative of what the draft is it's pretty random when we actually see these picks are going to happen you know later what two weeks it's like well we didn't project this guy to be this high and he's getting drafted so yeah randomness could be a little higher even if you want it scary oh, yeah. <laughs> all right it's time for I think we're good. Lawrence to fall to 20 then right with all that randomness <laughs> we're gonna put on here that's what's gonna, that's happen. What's gonna happen all right i'll keep everything as is and we will enter the second draft dun 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 okay Oh, can you see it all <laughs> yeah i know it's it. so it's all so trevor lawrence went now the jets are on the clock i'm gonna resume again and we'll see how it goes zach wilson jamar chase Ooh, okay hold on let's pause hold on so we're at that's pick random. number five yep that's random for sure we're at pick number five and only two quarterbacks are off the board and trevor lawrence and zach wilson i don't the Bengals aren't gonna pick a qb do you let him slide or would you trade up to leapfrog somebody? I feel since it's a simulation, I would let it slide, but that's just me. Mm, wow. Only two. Wow. The 49ers moved up all those picks to go get Jamar chase, which is, <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty crazy in itself. I don't What do we take advantage of this though? <laughs> now we're going to try to go get somebody. Right. Do you want to 
trade into the top five? Do you want to move just out of the top five? Uh, again, I feel like you still have Fields and you still have Lance. And those are two guys that if I was trading up that I would go for. I would not trade up for a Mac Jones. So I feel like with two, I would wait. But if you really want to go get Fields or if you really, really like Trey Lance, we can see with the Bengals if they want to play some ball. I'm happy with it if you want. What do you think of Mason? And like, I mean, like you said, there's you only took there's two off the board. I would be fine with either. I like the idea of Lance just sitting behind Andy Dalton for a year, um, since he played one fake game this year. Uh, Fields, I I value a bit more. Honestly, I would Same. love to have Fields as the starting quarterback. Um, if and if that is the case, if truly, 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 we value Fields that much more over Lance, and that's where you have to just differentiate, right? Is it one A, one B, or is it? one and then like four because if it's one and then four you got to go get field if it's one a one b just wait and see what happens nick you're the deciding factor here you i can i can let's go down to pick seven i don't know if it's really going to help trade value or helping us not give away too much of the future a couple of picks here but again i'd be really curious what you want to do ryan pace i think would be interested he'd mm-hmm. try to put some kind of trade offer let's try to do what let's not always try to do what Ryan Pace says because it usually doesn't work out but in this case let's see what we'd have to offer to you know get the the Bengals to at least pick up the phone okay so obviously we have to give them pick number 20 anything else this year you would give them or are you just going to try all future picks after that first initial first if that makes sense I would try future picks if we can keep you know you're going to try two round ones so 20 technically three yeah it would have to be. And then I how think. about a, a round four in 2022 or round three in 2022? Probably it'd have to be a th- it'd have to be a three, but offer a four. Yeah, oh. it, yeah, exactly. So only pick 20 this year, a 2022 first rounder, fourth rounder, and a 2023 first rounder. Yep. Let's see what the Bengals do. Oh, green's probably good. Oh, it, it went through. We're on the <laughs> clock. Oh, let's let's take a safety. Um. Yeah, right. Hey, you know Elijah Moore. I've been really liking that guy. <laughs> you know, you could have had him at like the second round. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so right, now we just right, trade back. Hear me, out, hear me out. Peyton Ramsey, Northwestern quarterback. Hey, he played at IU. I watched him play for a few years, and he did good things against Ohio State whenever we had to play him. Cock but anyway. Kid. It's, it makes so much sense. All right, we're on the clock. Why can't I pick? Oh, resume draft. Justin Fields. I feel like that's my wow. that's if you're talking about ones, that's my number one. Who's left? It over over Lance. I probably do Fields one out of who's left. It go Fields one, Lance two, and then Mac Jones. So I feel like if you have that clear cut one, I'd go Justin Fields. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at Scotty's comment. Wow, is that wow good wow or wow they just did that? Wow, it could be both. Wow, they <laughs> it, they made it happen. But I'll take so we have Cliff saying take. I think this is a no brainer. So so we're taking Fields. The Bears fields. have the quarterback of the future. All consensus. Yep. We're done. Yeah, it's just crazy right now what's what a lot of people are saying with Fields in terms of like his poor work ethic and stuff like that. It, it's if you talk to anyone that's actually close to him. He's a constant professional, and you take Fields. Done. We're already moving out of the top 10. Fields is a Chicago Bear. Right now, Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy talking to the media about how they saved their job. Life's good. We're excited. I'm going to you know, pause. 
okay. here. It's different Any chance you want to trade into the first round again? Just throwing <laughs> it out there. Um, no. <laughs> they don't even show you like who's on like the board, which is a little upsetting with this simulator. Like, I would love to be able to compare and contrast who's up out there, so I would know, but. That's, no. that's the thing. Like, depending on the receiver or the tackle that was left, like, I wouldn't be opposed to using capital this year to get, like, a top five receiver or tackle. But, again, I would have to see who's who's available to make that call. You can't scroll up, Will, to see who's been, been taken or on the left side? In the left, left column? This one? Just right where the picks are at. Okay, so where the picks are at? Right here? There you go. Yeah, go so who's been... There we go. Yeah, who's been taken? Oh, so we're going to do the hard way. See, I was just trying to see. Yeah, to do the hard way, okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't see a tab. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay. So, by the way, the Bears took Justin Fields at five. Now we're all updated. Trey Lance dropped to nine, by the way. Man, if I see Tim Jenkins' name not on there, we're trading whatever we need to trade. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So. Pitts fell to 23. That's insane. Randomness. Randomness. I mean, yeah, All right. look so... at this. Yes. Yes, right. You want to trade he's up for Jenkins? He's available. I'm just saying he's available. But um... You get your quarterback. You get your tackle. That's a successful draft already. It doesn't matter what you have left. In theory. Still some have, oh, still we need to trade. Still, though. Well, I feel like we can... Okay, so we'll just trade 52 for 26. And again, trade away the future. Give them a, a round two next year. Or heck, try round three next year. Just try to make it so there's no picks in 22 or 23. Right? Borrowing from the future to get the best draft class possible here. I'll offer this trade. 52 and round three next year. Doubt it. But why not? Random. <laughs> that would nope. make- oh, <laughs> they said not today, Chicago. You want to do a round two next year to move up? Or do you want to give up? Or do you try round Maybe three throw, with like two or one of those six at him too? Yeah. So here, how about round three and just give them pick 52 and 204? Why not? Yeah. Before I sure. go into the 160s. Hey, we did oh, it. We're in it. business. All right. And resume draft. Tevin, you, know, you sure you don't what? want Mac Jones? <laughs> no. You can do Bateman's Bateman. there. Rashad Bateman. Nope. Newsom's there. Greg Newsom. Elijah There's a Moore's lot of great players there. here at 26. No. But do you want to do it for Jenkins? I, I mean, that's what we said we'll do it for. So I'm okay with not changing my mind, although some of that talent at receiver and corner is intriguing as well. So because the next pick is the second. No, we got rid of the do second. We have the second? third rounder. No, we have 83. We dropped down to 83. You can find good wide receivers in the third round. Good, okay. productive yeah. Yeah. wide receivers. So if you're going to take – because the tackle class really drops off once you get past that second round. If you can get a proven – just, yeah, we're doing it. We're taking Tevin Jenkins. <laughs> Probably could have waited a few more picks, but that's okay. We're, <laughs> we're drafting Tevin Jenkins now. 55 picks until we're back on the clock. Unless you say Pause. <laughs> Well, and then at 83, too, I mean, we saw with the last simulation we did, there were so many receivers and corners that actually there, surprisingly. So that 83 could even be a trade back and try to almost like double dip in that third round position, too. And again, I mean, just trade away. I mean, who, what do we really need to pick 228? I mean, what are you going to do with that? 
Yeah. Another Charles and, Leno Jr. Teo Fabaluje. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. What was it in when David Montgomery was drafted? The Bears didn't have a first or second round draft pick. So I know we're trading away a lot of future capital, but the Bears have been in this situation before where we're waiting on draft day for them to do something. So this is very representative of what Ryan Pace being as crazy and that conviction that he has might just go out all out and do things like this. So, All right, so we let the board fall all the way back to us. We can make people happy and get that linebacker. <laughs> I mean, Jermaine Davis is a good linebacker, not going to hey, lie. Hey, Nick, I let you have someone from your school, Jamar Johnson. Dang it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys follow uh, Brett Coleman at all, but he speaks very highly of uh, Jenkins and that he's going to be someone to watch that's going to be a surprise, that you know it's going to fall a bit but should be drafted higher than he's going to be. Well, we we trade up and got him, so we're we're good there. Who we got for wide receivers right now? Um, let me move over to that position for you. Saw Kay Johnson. What was that? The Senior Bowl or South Dakota State? Yeah, he was making a lot of plays. He's a not the fastest guy. He is a slot type wide receiver, but. Uh, Oh, was that uh, Amari Rogers up there? Yes, it was. But Swing Eskridge is still available. Yeah, was he there? Um, no, no further right. down. Down? Oh, I see. Who did I see? Oh yeah, yeah. One sixty four. No, it is PFF. So their all their rankings are a little different from others. Oh, that's interesting. Pick eighty three. Where did we get him at last time? Around around this. Oh, uh, range, I'm pretty sure. Um, Somewhere. I can, I can pull it up Did on this tweet side it out, of the Will? screen. Hey, look, everyone can see all my stuff on my tank computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we got him at 74, so I take him at 83. <laughs> Nine picks later. <laughs> That's hilarious. Glad there was. Uh... I'd do it. Log- Logic would say take him again. I mean, we took him nine yeah. picks earlier. Why would you not do it nine picks? Done. And then we well, just look, don't like all, him all three point. of our picks often so far, right? You got your QB, your tackle, and your receiver. I feel good about that. Completely opposite of kind of what we went last time. A lot of trading up. We did a lot of trading back in the other draft. This one, we're being the aggressors. Well, I get I like to see the differences. We can compare and contrast and each have their benefits, right? And I'm I'm actually a little bit more excited about this one, although the other one is still pretty darn solid as well. Chris Rumpf just went at pick 110. <laughs> Random. We, uh, th- was that our last pick or second to last pick in the last draft? Yeah, second to second last. We, we took the, the Iowa tight end last. We got nothing to 164. So if you feel like you want to pause and take someone here in the 130s range. 140s before 150 you let me know if not we'll keep it rolling and i would say in this draft we have to keep in mind now that we have not done anything about that cornerback whether you're talking about outside or slot yep oh there goes wild goose wild goose it's a corner i saw the name earlier today and it just stuck with me so i wanted to point (laughs) it out when i saw it go i feel like there's always a guy in every draft you see like a, a name like He's going to be, he's going to do something. He's got the name for it. 
All right, we're back on the board, guys. What do we even have available in terms of corners and safeties and defensive backs at this point? Yep. Trey Brown. Elijah Griffin. Shakira hey, Brown. Again. Shakira Brown again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just, when did we get him say, last time? Uh, oh, man, I really want to open up my computer again. Um, you didn't You didn't tweet it, right, Will? No. I did not because I was going to okay. wait until after we – did our show Put side by side i can potentially do that actually <laughs> hold on if i did this and if i dragged it across oh okay we took him at 185 so it'll be a little bit of a reach comparing our last one but that's kind of where we're at We have one trade. Oh, we have a trade offer. We have a trade offer. I think so, because we have already traded twice. We would move down. What they offer? A lot going on there. <laughs> Not nearly as intuitive as the other one, by the way. No, I, I don't even know what they're offering us. To be most honest, they're just wasting our time. <laughs> All right, go back to draft the player. Pick. We just gonna go corner, or are we gonna want to go tight end to get Tommy Tremble? Trey Brown made a lot of plays at the Senior Bowl. Who who mentioned this in the the chat? Like when I was watching him, that's a guy that there's not a lot of corners that are very competitive with a lot of the wide receivers there. And Trey Brown was pretty productive at Oklahoma, but he did what well, I think it was an injury that shortened his time there in Mobile. But that's a corner there. He projects, yeah. depending on who you talk to, inside slot could be the outside, depending on who you talk to. But yeah, right now about a four four forty. Uh, I mean, all the forty times this year, you take with a grain of salt, you know, because everyone's apparently running like four two forties this year. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> overall, undersized, but really aggressive. Um, and like Nick was saying, projects. I think some more people have him in that nickel corner kind of position, um, but really athletic and makes tries to make a lot of plays on the ball. So it would be more of that high ceiling, probably low floor thought process. But you're in the fourth round, go you know, fifth, or sorry, fifth round. Uh, go for a home run. I like Trey Brown. All right. How about this? We go Trey Brown. And then, Nick, if your guy falls through to our next pick, we can double dip at corner. Potentially, if you still need your nickel. Because this, this Brown, he's more outside. It sounds like what you guys were talking about, right? Potentially. Potentially. Potentially could be. We'll see who's on the board next, but that could be a, a scenario for us. <laughs> we got a while to go. Is it in the 200s or? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scotty said trade down a few and grab a seventh. You know, I don't know about grabbing <laughs> any more sevenths or six. <laughs> see what we can get up We're here. We're having a hard time enough here in round five. <laughs> 15 picks until we're exactly back on the clock. There goes Bradley oh, King. Oh, William Bradley King. That's a good yeah. guy. Seth Williams. There goes Wap. That was early for Wap Fillier. What a name. There goes Shakur Brown. <laughs> oh, my two, two picks, before. picks before. Wow. Who's available at wide receiver now? Yep, moving. So 
So, what is it? Shy, Shy Smith. That's a. Shai Smith, Jacob Harris, Austin Watkins, Antonio Nunn, Jonathan Adams Jr., Trey Walker, Frank Darby. Hmm. A lot of guys that you can just pick up after the draft, after that. So I'm not saying to take him now, especially because maybe people have a bad taste in their mouth with Memphis receivers. But DeMonte Coxie is interesting to me because he's a really big-bodied, like, post-up kind of receiver. And I th- that's something that I think was missing a bit from the Bears' passing attack where you didn't really have – besides, you know, Jimmy Graham, which some, for some reason you kind of ignored him in the red zone at times last year. Um, right. Having that person just kind of throw the ball up to, you know, chuck it downfield. Um, we saw a couple of times where they tried that with Al Robinson and there were some drops, things like that. I – I like the idea of that kind of a big receiver, not necessarily saying Demonte Coxie, but he might still be there later. Any of these edge guys feel like you would have take one now, whether it be uh, Kendo from <laughs> Florida State, uh, Ernest Brown fourth from Northwestern, and then at least via PFF ranks, it gets pretty down to the nitty gritty after that. Uh, Taron Jackson, Hayes from Notre Dame, Herring from Georgia. Jamar Watson, Camp. That's not a lot there. No, there isn't. Um, I'm down to pick one of the receivers actually here. I would go just looking at, and he's definitely more of the slot just in terms of his body with 5'9", 180 with the shy Smith from South Carolina. Um, he does, he does a lot of the things that you're going to, that will get him onto the football field quickly. And I think that's what this draft is all about. It's just seeing how we kind of approached it with our first three picks and really with the most of this draft, you want guys that are going to contribute right away. And if the bears are really shopping Anthony Miller, which it seems like they are, there's definitely trying to get interest there. You want someone that can come in, and play that position. So that's my reasoning for Smith out of South Carolina, but you control the the pick. I there, do Will. control the buttons. We pick what? 208. And then we pick again, 221. And you wanted the guy from Memphis. I feel like we can get both. I'm going to roll the dice, play top down on the board here. We'll go Smith first. Cause your guy's more slot, Nick, right? Yeah, more slot. And then, Mason, you're projecting that your player would be a little bit everywhere. I, I didn't get a great sense, so I'm just curious to make sure we're not – I don't want to draft two slot guys. No, no, no. He's definitely going to be more of an outside guy. Um, you, you used you used him at the end zone, you know, more, kind of like a, a Jeffries, how he was back uh, back in the day. And well, that's ironic because the slot guy is coming from South Carolina – and then the outside guy is coming from Memphis, and that's, you know, Anthony Miller and Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. They're alma maters. Oh, you got Robert Hainsey there? Oh. He's sitting there. That's gets. I, he's such a versatile lineman. He, he plays everything. He he played – there were times he was playing center, guard. He was, when I was at the senior – he was every, on every single side, but he – like just a very versatile guy. I think, yeah. I think we can – I'm going to go with double-dipping on tackle too. I don't think we have that many picks left. I think we have two left. 
Oh, wait, so no, I would, no, if wait, we already have one earlier. It's, it's been a long show. So how about this? Let's go tackle. I mean, that's good and they, value. They love Notre Dame. They love Notre Dame. I'll make, I'll make it. We don't need to overthink it. We're sitting mm-hmm. here to pick 220s. He's the top guy on the board. And I bet you we can still get Mason's receiver to end this thing up. Unless you want to get Just that out of curiosity, what safeties are available? Oh, now you're changing your mind. I, I know, I know. I want to see oh, if my guy from LSU is still there. Sherwood's still there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Forrest, Steven. Jacoby Stevens. If you get him this time that's around. The, yep, that's the pick that uh, Mason was going for. Okay, Mason, do you want your safety or your wide receiver? Uh, I want my safety. I, I want I want Eddie Jackson unleashed. Done. And that one should be done. We saved the Bears again in two again. different scenarios. Man, we're good at this. Where's my paycheck again? Grading your draft. A- oh, I thought the whole draft was an A plus. Although the the trade and their C. C okay, C, C, so we got overall an A. Better than what I got earlier today. I think I got a B for my draft, but <laughs> collaboration gets the gets the grade there. Nice. Right. How we feel? I wonder how people are feeling in the chat about this. And obviously, they'll see it later. But now Sweet. I got to pull both of those up side by side. <laughs> you have to go see. No, all your I, files I, I found another way to do it. We don't need to look at <laughs> Will's nasty desktop. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's not what I was trying to do. Come on, computer. Now I'm just drawing on dang thing. All right, this will work. All right, Mason, which one do you like better? Draft one or draft two? Yeah. Oh, to man. Put your, your jobs on the line. Well, I guess you probably have a job more so in draft two. But, yeah, which <laughs> one are you thinking? The first one we did was such a deep draft. I mean, it hit so many areas. And there's nothing necessarily like high, high level, nothing, not, nothing's guaranteed, but um, in that nature. But then that second draft, I mean, to take care of those three things, right? You got Fields, Jenkins, and Eskridge in those first three. Plus, I think Trey Brown's going to be really solid. I mean, if I had to had to pick one, I'd probably go with our first draft, honestly. Interesting. Um, you know, after seeing what we got in terms of the players in the second one, Look, you put Tevin Jenkins in any draft, I'm going to probably sway and lean that way because I, you know, I just really, really like him as a prospect. But you have your quarterback of the future. You also got a, a productive wide receiver that you could tag with Justin Fields down the line. And I think we did a good enough job later on to provide some guys that can be in the pipeline for, for the future as these, you know, players kind of grow with whatever coaching staff it is, whether it's Matt Nagy and his crew or whoever's next. So, and and I really liked our first one, but I think just seeing that we could, you know, trade away the future and not even have to worry about it and, you know, just focus on 2021, I'll take it. I'm leaning with Mason here, uh, even though we traded up, and I love the one-two punch of Fields and Jenkins, and heck, even Eskridge at 83. Like, I feel like the offense with those three picks – the future's bright, uh, as bright as we can make it here in Chicago. I don't know if we're a place where quarterbacks and receivers come to die. Feels like former players and saying that yet again. But on on paper, you have three rookies that should be able to contribute for a long time and have really high potential. So I love that. 
but I really like Kellen Mond as someone that's like a good backup option here for us. Uh, and on top of that, again, I'm having a hard time getting over turning in that draft that we did. It was five picks in the top 100. We had our pick of the litter. We had a really good debate, and I thought that felt like we were in a better position where we can pick and choose who we wanted, and it felt like we were able to kind of come to an agreement on some players that made a lot of sense at those positions where after we traded up for Fields and Jenkins and we did Eskridge, it was more like, well, this guy looks good, and it didn't feel like we were coming up with a cohesive plan. We're just kind of spot-filling just because we didn't have as many picks to kind of go through every single one of our needs. So I like the first one. You had a lot bigger draft class, and also where we have more picks in the next year's drafts as well. But I don't know, man. It also, I look at Fields' name next to that Bears logo, and that looks pretty damn good too. That's what it is, I think. You see Justin Fields in a Bears uniform, you're ecstatic, I think, as a Bears fan. And, well, we are not. We don't care about next year's draft. It's all about 2021. Live in the present here, Will. <laughs> no, but I think both drafts. What I really like, though, just giving two diff- completely, completely different scenarios in how this draft could go. And most likely it's not even going to go anywhere what we have here, but you could trade back and get a lot of these picks – or you could, you know, move up and be aggressive. What we've seen from Ryan Pace in the past, we've seen kind of a little bit of both, but I think this kind of just details the, the draft is very unexpected. That's what's going to happen on, on draft, you know, the draft nights. So I think this is just a good indication of, you know, one of the many ways that it can potentially go. Awesome. Any I just final? hope the Bears could, have, yeah, go ahead, Mason. could afford that. I hope the Bears could afford that first draft with uh, the lack of cap space they have. I almost wanted to mention that as well, but I was going to ride that high as long as we could. But that is a bubble burster because uh, I don't know how they could afford it, uh, just given the current structure uh, and limitations that the cap does have. Uh, is there anything that you guys would do differently? Uh, I, we did two different approaches, and I I like going through both. And honestly, I, I think the only thing I would do differently, and it's not possible with my current life structure, but I wish I could know more about mid to late round prospects than I do. I agree with that. That it, it got a little tough there when we're getting into, <laughs> you know, the fifth, sixth round, where the Bears have a lot of picks, you know, four in the sixth round. So, yeah, that's uh, an area where whoever the Bears really do select, I, I'm pretty sure we have to do some homework on them because there's just so many players. And with the Bears, you never know what exactly they're thinking about. Mason, did you enjoy being a part of the war room? Oh, it was tons of fun. Um, I got to, you know, share some of my middling knowledge on this stuff. So that was really cool. And uh, I mean, the way that this was uh, all carried out, pretty crisp, clean. And uh, like the fact that we did two such drastic drafts in terms of differences, that was super cool. Um, obviously, the second one, I don't know how much you're really going to mortgage all that future picks, but um, just a good idea of what could potentially go down and just some names to, that might pop up on, on the Bears, you know, in a couple weeks here. Yeah, no no doubt about it. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate that you, of course, took some time to, to hop on with us. I think having an odd number really helped. That way, if Nick and I were on polarizing ends, I have the button, So, and I'm nice, so I'd probably do a little give or take. But having that third voice and an extra uh, just perspective, I think, really helps. Uh, like I said with that first draft, too, I thought we did a really good job collaborating. Uh, everything was on the table. What else can I throw out there that's a phrase that would make sense right now? But no, for real, it was uh, really appreciative that you took some of that time. And uh, and honestly, the dressing up to it was that extra 
uh, icing on the cake. Mason, did you have any final thoughts before we uh, start to sign off? And then Nick, I'll go over to you. Uh, did we get the quarterback position right? I think we did. Uh, are we going to win games? I think we're going to, you know, and uh, everything else is there. I love it. Simple, clean, concise, and to the point. Uh, quarterback, check. Winning games, check. And that would make a 2021 uh, Bears fan like myself a very happy. How about you, Nick? Any final thoughts? Uh, just final thoughts. I think I think you can expect to see more mock drafts, whether it's from me or from you know the crew that we have here. That's just what this you know time is for right now, just to kind of speculate how else this can go. But I, you know, like like you guys, I really liked how this worked out because just the variety of what we were able to do tonight. And you know, I think you know people in the chat, our listeners, will like hearing all the different kind of scenarios that we played out here tonight. I just want to make sure uh, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure there were a few times when we weren't talking uh, because we're all thinking and looking at the screen and reading great time to say, join the 7,000 bears fans that subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, that way you can watch us struggle through a mock draft instead of listening through it as well. Uh, this was a little bit of a experimental episode. Uh, I think when we actually first talked about it, it wasn't going to be a podcast episode. It was just going to be more of a live stream type of deal. Uh, I think we found a good way to make it work for both. Uh, so definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, if you want to kind of watch us. And of course, as we get to the draft, we will be doing live reactions and actually going live every time the Bears are on the clock. I appreciate uh, both of you guys uh, going through this exercise, and uh, I don't think I fumbled too many times with the controls. Uh, so that with three screens, two devices, th two keyboards, two tr trackpads, it was a uh, it was an interesting battle uh, for me, but I felt like it was pretty smooth all and all, and. I don't know. I still feel bad for giving Nick that guy from Iowa because I felt like that was the worst pick of the whole night. <laughs> wow. Sean Byer's going to be a decent NFL player. And watch. It's a Bears draft, but I'm just going to give it to you. You, know, you won't hear the end of me. So we'll see. I'll buy his jersey, then we don't have to worry about it. Oh, I hope the Bears draft Sean Byer now. Please do it. <laughs> It'll be a buyer's market. All right, long enough now. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's going to that's gonna do it. I'm going to close the show uh, on that on that flat note. Uh, again, thank you to everyone who's tuning in live, watching the replay, listening to the podcast. We do appreciate each and every single one of you. It doesn't matter how you consume our show. Just know that Nick and I really do, uh, and Mason, uh, but Mason, you're part of the group. So you're like that hybrid role. Uh, you're all super appreciated. Uh, I got to head off because I have to edit this audio. I want to tinker with our brand new website to get that thing ready to roll this weekend. And I'm excited to get one week closer to the draft. Nick, does it make sense to do our final mock drafts next week, one week out, or do you want to do it earlier in the week, the draft week itself? I have in my notes either direction, and honestly, I don't know what makes the most sense. I think we'll collaborate after the show and figure <laughs> out the exact route we want to take here. All right. So next episode topic to be determined. Uh, but regardless, we will be back soon. But until then, bear down, Chicago.